from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv, watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. Hopefully you're hearing me loud and clear tonight after uh, the little debacle we had last night with analytics and eyeballs. Where, uh... All right, well, <laughs> all right, first of all, I got to time this better because um, I got to figure, I got to re- go back and see just how long that open is so I know how long I have before I have to actually. You snuck in too early? Is that what yeah, you're trying to say or what? 15 or 20 seconds too early. <laughs> Uh, it's a great open. It's a great I open. I don't, I don't care. I hate the sound of my voice. Surprised you guys haven't punctured your eardrums. No, 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 no. We love um, it. We love it. The uh, the and, partners love it. it yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. And 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 as far as debacle is concerned, let's let's just you know, unfortunately, technology does not always work. And sometimes you can control it. And sometimes you can't. And when the Wi-Fi goes out, that's a problem. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, let me introduce myself. In first the building, by the way. Yeah, and, and this is this is Scott Strandy coming to you from you know Centennial, that. Colorado. Finally, uh, finally got back here, twenty five hundred miles over the last week. Uh, Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, is about ten feet below sea level, I believe, on Long Island, New York. So, uh, yeah, Paul, that's, that's what happened was the internet went out in the, uh, Harris, uh, Kansas city. It didn't come back on till, uh, about an hour before I left this morning. Um, okay. the, the problem for me is, and, and what upsets me is I always should have a backup plan. And 
I was so confident that everything was working that I didn't have a backup plan. And that's what really upset me is because, you know, you can switch to, to phones or whatever. But unfortunately, the room that I was in had absolutely the worst cell phone reception in probably the entire two towers of that hotel. Well, and, you know, uh, next time I, uh, you got to give me a different room. Yeah, I should have. I should have asked uh, for a different room uh, after uh, Sunday night. And secondly, yeah, that is, was that was not necessarily that was. I mean, we had we didn't have a whole lot of choice there either. If we, I mean, we were. Yeah. It, the coach was gracious enough to come on in the middle of doing whatever he was doing, and we had to just kind of deal with it. That's 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 not the same thing. No, I, I hear you, but I mean, I, I should have been prepared with a better cell phone reception, so I could have flipped over to it. I tried flipping over to it. I know. Unfortunately, that wasn't strong enough to uh, to hold the signal. And you know what? One thing I don't like doing is is bouncing around and not, uh, you know, crackling here and crackling out there, and then it kind of disrupts everybody's train of thought, and you don't really get to say and do what you want to do. So anyway. That was last night. It's in the past. Tonight is Tuesday night. It's our staple. It is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It is on not quite the eve of the start of the NCAA tournament, but really close. I mean, the teams are arriving tonight uh, here in Loveland. Um, They're going to practice tomorrow. I saw some pictures from uh, DU, uh, SID, uh, Ron Nabenbauer, that showed uh, the ice surface being prepared. Um, it looks really good up in Loveland. I can't wait to get there. So I asked them about uh, practice times for tomorrow. I have not heard back yet. Um, but anyway, we know game times are 1 p.m. Mountain and 7 p.m. Mountain. So that's going to give me a heck of a lot of time in between to do something. I'm not sure what. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll give you a few ideas when we're done with the show. Okay. <laughs> I know where you're sending me. Oh, uh, so. I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> well, um, make sure you have some good company. That's all. You don't want to stay there by yourself. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Um, so what are you saying? You want me to take Bruce Siski with me? <laughs> yeah, Bruce wants to hang out with you. That's that's cool. Can be uh, hopefully we'll have Bruce on tomorrow. We were going to have Jay Stickney on tonight, but he said uh, he had a dinner date at Ocean Prime, and I was not going to upset that. I don't know so, what that uh, is. So okay, it, it's a, a fairly fancy restaurant in Denver. So I wasn't. Okay, well, gonna, I've never been. I there, wasn't so going to say. Yeah, I wasn't going to say. Uh, bump that. Scratch that, Jay. You're coming on with us tonight. Yeah. Um, and anyway, uh, so that was out there. I tried to reach out to Coach Carl obvious, for obvious reasons. He wasn't going to talk tonight, um, just because right. they're preparing for uh, a do or die. Right. Every every game now is do or die. Do we have a time so, for this tomorrow? Uh, so I get that. Um, do we have time for what? <laughs> do we have a, a scheduled time? For- uh, same time, 7.30 tomorrow. 7.30 Mountain. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So we'll nab. Uh, I guess uh, I might have to bring my stuff with me just in case. Uh, well, whatever. Wherever you can uh, dial in from. Like I said, if, uh, it's it's that, that week. So if, uh, and I understand your uh, commitments as well. So, um like I said, yeah, I just I'm not thought happy, it... but the NCAA did not consult me. <laughs> they should have scheduled from now on. They need they, to start need, doing that. Yeah, they need to do that. Well, I... but any, but anyway, for Bruce, uh, the only night that would work for him was uh, tomorrow. On Bruce Siski is the longtime a radio announcer for uh, UMD hockey, and I thought, oh, you know what? Wait. It's a it's 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 a, a Minnesota guy, a UMD uh, guy. 
Oh, I'm so happen? shocked. I don't How'd understand that any of this. <laughs> anyway, Bruce, very knowledgeable about uh, all things NCHC hockey and certainly the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, who, by the way, played two games last week at the XL Energy Center, didn't allow a goal. Really? I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I, I didn't think he had. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, I like Ryan Fanti's just on fire. I mean, I've got oh. some pictures that I haven't even been able to put up yet of him making just unbelievable saves. Um, and when you got a defensive team, and I mean team, all five guys coming back because you know what? It's not negotiable. Yeah, I, I, I understand. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I understand. so it's, that's fine. So UMD. UMD Michigan Tech at 1 p.m. at the Loveland uh, beautiful Budweiser Event Center. And then 7 p.m. Mountain Time will be the Denver Pioneers hosting the uh, UMass Lowell Riverhawks. Right. And I know you're excited about that. You love the Riverhawks. Um, an <laughs> underrated team for the year. I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit more in a minute or two, I guess. But let's just say that I've had the, you know, I went back and looked as I'm, as I'm sitting there, I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, this is a team I've had in the top 10 just about all year, even as high up as five. And they did play Arizona State uh, very early. Was it the first series of the, the year? First, it was ASU's first series. Yeah, the ASU's first uh, series. So, uh, and and they split, Lowell's? correct? They did. did. I'm just trying to think if it was Lowell's first. I'm trying to look. It was, yeah, actually it was uh Lowell's first series of the year. Yeah, it was it was the first weekend in October, October second, and October third. Yeah, it seems like forever ago. Yeah, it doesn't even but, seem uh, like the season. Yeah. So anyway, that'll be the uh, the first round matchup, and and what we're gonna do is dig into these two these four teams in the yes. West Regional, basically now, because that's who we cover. Stop! 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 Let's yeah. Be, let's let's just this is I, I want the folks. This will be, uh, for lack of a better term, inside baseball. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, this is how the decision was made by not me as to who digs into which team. <laughs> so basically say that the, the topic is going to be some sort of <laughs> math topic. Scott says, I'll take addition and subtraction. You take quantum calculus or something like that. That's how we're going to divide this. Okay. So when, when we go through this, you know, I'm just pointing it out that um, somebody decided, and by that somebody I mean not me, who would take which teams. Yeah, I, I passed them out. I'll give you two reasons why I passed them out. First of all, nobody cares about uh, your reasons. Yeah, here, here they are. Here's the two reasons, folks. If we can go inside Whatever. baseball, no, not. so they're to not. speak. There's yeah, no it, it, it's this. yeah. Here's the reasons. Number one, uh, I follow the two teams uh, <sighs> in the in the NCHC much closer because I'm actually in um, the Denver locker room uh, almost yeah, every I, single been, week. Yeah, right, and I've been to the UP. <laughs> And here's the second part is uh, somebody drove 2,500 plus miles this last week and Nobody just cares. and just blew in, literally blew in with right. 60 mile an hour winds pretty much since I left Kansas City. All eight and a half hours were about 60, 65 mile an hour wind gusts as I blew back into Colorado and into uh, 
into the beautiful Drury Inn and Suites. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that the chauffeur, the chauffeur had a tough time. <laughs> so, so when I when I was figuring this out, I'm going like, okay, I just clearly don't have any time to look at those. And I thought, gee, I wonder if my co-host who lives on the East Coast might have a glance at the UMass and the UMass uh, Lowell team. And since he's an an Arizona State alum, maybe he remembers a thing or two about that team. I don't remember um, it being this season. <laughs> and then Michigan Tech was just a flat-out crapshoot. I had no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I just can't keep track of anybody, everybody. But anyway, so before we get into this, Let's right. uh, let's do some housekeeping things. There was another Arizona State signee today, Paul. Where did he go? Um, well, he's getting ready to play. Oh no, that's still a few years away. Um, <laughs> ouch. Um, uh, he's going down to Tucson. I, you know, down there. The Tucson Roadrunners, and who might that be, Paul? It'd be Colin Thiessen. Colin Thiessen, the captain of this Another year's. One of them. ASU uh, Sun Devils has signed an AHL contract and will be joining the Tucson Roadrunners. I saw somebody, I don't know if it was you or some other ASU said uh, uh, they just needed a little cleaning up down there, dressing up. So they brought some maroon and gold down there. Well, listen, the Lord knows that place can use a lot more maroon and gold. That's for sure. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I love it. Rivalries are the best. Uh, speaking of rivalries, before we jump into this, you know, yeah. I, I've been looking into these rivalries and I started thinking, especially here in Colorado, um, the media and the fans make way more of it than the coaches and the players. Uh, do of they course. like to play each other? Yes, but um, I gotta tell you, David Carl, since the day that I first spoke with him last fall, way back in September, right. uh, has been focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's an NCAA championship. Right. Um, he, he, he said it would be nice to win some things along the way, some quote-unquote trophies, but the thing that he wants to win is an NCAA championship. Um, the same thing with Scott Sandlin. He likes uh, playing in the NCHC. He likes uh, the rivalries with the Minnesota schools. But let's not kid ourselves. He's got one thing on his mind: uh, NCHC cha or uh, NCAA championship. Did I say NCHC for for Denver? If I did, yes. I apologize. I meant NCAA. Um, so, so you look at the winning programs, Paul. The sixteen teams that are in the tournament. There's very few of them that are satisfied with anything short of winning a national championship. And I think there are probably another twenty teams out there that, you know, uh, would like to get there and would pat themselves on their back for getting there. But but that's how you become a perennial blue blood, if you will, is your desire is is so high and your roster, um, how you put your roster together is based on that. And I think we heard that from Chris Mayotte on Sunday night. I think he was in that mode where, hey, Colorado College is – is just not happy unless we're competing for national championships. Well, that's the mindset you have to take, right? I mean, you can't take, uh, you can't, if you're going to do it, you got to, you know, um, you, you don't recruit saying, Hey, we're going to try and win a 
a conference championship? You don't do that, do you? I don't know. I've never recruited a player to play college hockey, so I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure they don't recruit. I'm sure they don't recruit that way. But uh, they they put different different teams, put different focuses on things. And like I said from the very start, uh, even after the rough year that Denver had last year, it was clear that their goal was uh, NCAA championship or bust. And the reason I bring that up before we start the preview is um, there's there's one and dones now, right? Literally right. one and dones. So yep. if you lose. Your season's over, and that's a tough thing to take, but it's also um, you find out what you have and what you've been building towards all year. Minnesota Duluth and Denver and Western and North Dakota all knew last Thursday when they came to the XL Energy Center that they were going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. Did they want to win the NCHC championship? Of course they did, the frozen faceoff. But they uh, they knew fuck. there were going to be games remaining. Not right. anymore. But, but you you also play for the trophy, right? You play because you want to win that regular season championship. You know, even if you have to split the Penrose Cup in fifty five different ways. You know, you want to put Michael to work and make him do uh, two presentations at least in two. a week. Maybe you know one, you'll get three. Two one different day, places. You know, <laughs> shoot for that and really cause some chaos. Um, and when you play in the conference tournament, you're not playing like, yeah, if we win, we win. That's horse crap. Okay? You're playing to win. And if you're not, then you shouldn't be playing. Yeah, totally agree. And I think okay. the uniqueness to the Western, the West Regional is the fact that Denver and uh, Minnesota Duluth played a week ago. And uh, during that time, they uh, – Denver found out something about their team. Duluth found out something about their team. And now the minds that are within Scott Sandlin and David Carl um, becomes a real chess match. How do we counteract what they did to us? Will they do the same thing? Will they try something different? Um, That's going to be so cool. Of of course. but And and I don't want to make it sound like Denver wasn't trying to win or, or North Dakota wasn't trying to win. I'm not saying that. Um, we we know that obviously when you're in a situation like all four of those teams were in, as opposed to one and duns, that it makes a difference. It just does. You know, uh, we're all human, and it's going to happen where that little extra desperation that you'll start playing with on Thursday night wasn't there the week before. It was there, say, for Bemidji in the CCHA. It was there for Harvard against Quinnipiac in the ECAC finals. Because those teams had to win to get in. Minnesota State and, and Quinnipiac were already in. Yeah, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back after about three minutes, and uh, let's dive into these two games, four teams looking for one spot in the uh, Frozen Four in two weeks. We'll be right back. More than 140 live games from the 
nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Alright, still got it Still got Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed it is. Welcome back in, folks, to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy back in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Beautiful. It was uh, 60 mile an hour winds, but sun's coming, and so are the 70s in just a couple of days. We'll look forward to that. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's probably already in the mid seventies and, and spring is already yeah. sprung and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No. No. How, how are things out there? Um, we're supposed to get rain for the next 48 hours. So that'll be fun. I love it. I love it. I mean, listen, it beats snow, but yeah, yeah, it does. And, and today I had a little of each and, uh, and I'll tell you, Paul, uh, coming into Eastern Colorado, um, early this morning, they kept saying I-70 is closed at Goodland, which is uh, just before you cross over from uh, Kansas to uh, to Colorado. And I'm going like, oh, well, that's still five hours away from me. There's there's no way it'll still be closed. And sure enough, it, it opened up. But when I got there, I saw the aftermath. Oh, my goodness. There was snow in the ditches, and so were the semis on their sides, on their one of them on their top. I don't even know how that could happen. Uh, and multiple cars uh, scattered along the way. So apparently there was some serious snow uh, going on uh, in uh, eastern Colorado. Um, I got the rain and I got the wind, and uh, I made it home safely. So that is a good thing. Okay, 
let, let's break into uh, these two matchups in the Western uh, West Regional. I always want to say Western. It's West oh. Regional. Okay. And uh, anyway, um, the the games being played, as I said, the Budweiser Event Center, beautiful Loveland, Colorado, seats about sixty five, seven thousand, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Home of the Colorado Eagles. Four teams, two games, one champion, one bid for the NCAA Frozen Four at TV Gardens in Boston, April 7th to the 9th. All right, Minnesota Duluth, Michigan Tech. Do you want to go first since you know all about your team? Yeah. um, (laughs) Sure, not a problem. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, let's just say that – just because I wanted to do some digging, you know, as I look around, um, I find it uh, Michigan Tech is has got a history kind of like Colorado College and similar colors. Well, that too. Um, they they have won national championships, but it was a long time ago. Um, they uh, they won the national championship in in seventy five. And won a couple in the early to mid '60s. Uh, we're in a couple of championship games, um, losing to that other, you know, other maroon and gold team that basically played for three straight national championships. I don't think that's really happened before. '74, '75, and '76. It was those three te- those two teams playing for the national championship, and uh, Tech won once. Um, which I was not aware. I mean, I, I knew they were playing for a long time, but, uh, when I usually think of Michigan tech, I usually think of, uh, a couple of games that were played in the UP, um, back in the, uh, 2017, 18 season. They got a little testy at the end of the game (laughs) with, with another maroon and gold team. Yes. With the Maroon and Gold team. Oh, oh, let's get that clear. The Maroon and Gold team. Yes. I, I, I can't help it. It is the first thing I think of. Um, then I think about the fact that my buddy Phil played at Northern Michigan, and that's their rival. So um, those are the first couple of things I think of. Um, the other thing I think of as you look at uh, this Michigan Tech team is we try to keep it to this year. Uh, they're pretty much a uh, a one-line team, uh, or at least they get the bulk of their goal scoring from uh, one line, uh, made up of all seniors. So they're, you know, these guys will be sh- trying to avoid playing their last college game for another two month for another month. Okay, um, their leading goal scorer. Uh, Brian Hallinan, 21 goals, 23 assists uh, for 44 points to lead the team. Uh, he was in the uh, – he was fifth in the CCHA in scoring. But uh, Michigan Tech is, is going to beat you if they beat you by playing defense and keeping the puck out of the net. All right? And, and they were pretty consistent all year. You know, um, they 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 didn't really have a lot of losing streaks. You know, when you're 21 and 12, you're not getting a lot of those. But they had some big time wins. They 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 swept Wisconsin to open the season. 
and then split it Clarkson uh, a few weeks later. All right, and then they get into conference play, and you know they take off from there. All right, uh, in the middle of the season, uh, and we they actually played the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament to a scoreless tie at the Great Lakes Invitational. That was the game before uh, Michigan had their health and safety concerns. Oh, or did they have those? They had those, apparently. Oh, okay. Just checking. All right. But they play a lot of tight games. They played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games going to overtime. And their their last win uh, was in their opening round series against Ferris State. It was a two overtime, a double overtime game. So they play a lot of tight games. Uh, they don't really want to get into a scoring fest. They can't help it. All right. They but so you know they were a solid team and they were pretty consistent. Not a lot of long winning streaks. They had one where they went. 10 where they were basically uh, uh, 14 and two in the middle of the season or thir- uh, 13 two and one uh, when you include that scoreless tie with the overall number one seed all right so I mean they they, they were pretty consistent uh, they struggled obviously a little bit at the end. Uh, they lost to Bemidji in the conference semifinals, right? Um, but, you know, as we said in these first couple of days, or we said Sunday night, um, there's no real dark horses in this tournament. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Okay, so when we look at these teams, all right, and, and when we look at these teams – you know, remember, AIC was fighting for an at-large bid at, 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 for, for a lot of the season. Okay. And, you know, when they, where they, when they were said and done with their regular season, you know, they were 20th in the pairwise. So it's not like um, the winner of that conference, Atlantic Hockey this year, finished in the high to upper 30s. They were 20th. They were in the conversation for an at-large bid all year long. So, um, the, the 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 nature of this year's tournament is that there are no real underdogs. Now, is AIC an underdog against Michigan? Of course they are. Does anybody right. really expect AIC to beat Michigan? Outside of the AIC diehards? No. But, you know, this is not a an, an Air Force St. Cloud thing. When this whole fours beating ones run started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay. okay. So, so Michigan Tech, you're telling me, is uh, – 
is going to do battle against the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Let's start the Bulldog talk off with uh, about three weeks ago, Paul, uh, there was conversation that, hey, UMD is in the tournament right now. But oh, will, they, will they be in? Because they could have finished with a less than 500 record, and that would have taken them out despite them being the pairwise qualifier. Right. So, so it started about three weeks ago. UMD decided that it was time to start making that move. Scott Sandlin said that uh, it came with the fact that uh, everybody was healthy. He said, we're finally a team again, was his quote, um, because they, they hadn't had everybody for basically the whole year, whether it was COVID, other injuries, uh, Olympic team, World Juniors, and a lot of teams were like that, but they were extremely uh, hit hard. And uh, nothing more than Ryan Fanti. 35 games played, 19 wins, 11 losses, four ties. Uh, that's good for a 618 winning percentage, a 926 save percentage, and a goals against Paul of 1.8. Uh, we wow. always talk about if you're better than 9.20 or uh, 0.920, that's a pretty good save percentage, right? Well, listen, uh, Michigan Tech goalie Blake Pitella, or Pitella, depending on how he pronounces it, his save percentage for the year was 9.918, and his goals against was 1.9. Very similar. Very similar. Here's the difference. So, I mean, Here's the difference. And being second in this, being the second best goalie in, 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 in the league, when that league also includes Dryden McKay, <laughs> is not necessarily um, a slap in the face. No. Now, and I'm not certainly discrediting him at all. I'm just saying that I think Ryan Fanti had a little tougher competition game in and game out. Playing in the best conference in college hockey was undoubtedly is the NCHC. So where do the Bulldogs start? They start in net. Um, what's, what's the second thing that they like to do? As I've alluded to for the last week, uh, they like to bring team defense, which means all five skaters get into the defensive zone and they start their breakout from there. They defend to offend, if that makes a sense. Um, when we look at their scoring leaders, Blake Biondi, the kid has just uh, been unbelievable um, as far as leading the team all year. 40 games played, 17 goals, 11 assists, 28 points. It's spread out, though, because the two Kobe's, Kobe, K-O-B-E, Roth, uh, the grad student that came back, uh, 40 games, 14 goals, 12 assists, 26 points. And uh, his running mate, Kobe, K-O-B-Y, Bender, another grad uh, student that came back for another year. 40 games, 7, 18, and 25 along the point column. Um, they're, they're just balanced. And I'm not even talking about senior Noah Cates, uh, the senior captain who has 24 points and uh, is third on the team in goals with uh, 11. Um, they're, they have scoring punch, but uh, in the words of the Bulldogs, they'd rather shut you out and beat you one nothing than they want to get into a shooting match and make it 5-4, and hopefully they come out on the right side of it. Well, listen, I mean, that's what, The, the, the that that Minnesota Tech is going to try to do now. Michigan Tech, no Michigan Tech, not Minnesota Tech. Yeah, <laughs> both the same. Um, <laughs> no, 
No. Whatever. Um, my my point being is they're going to try and play the same game, except they're going to have to try and out Duluth Duluth. Yeah, good luck with that one. You know. Um, Did they bring garlic in their bags from? Well, Houghton? that's that's how I got distracted because I'm kind of looking that up right now. Um, if they'd have planted it, uh, it takes about a year, so uh, to 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 grow it apparently in in Michigan. So, um, wait a minute, so you, you can grow, grow garlic in Michigan? What it says here. I'm okay. just looking up. You know when the best time it says when the best time to, to plant it is, and so forth and so on. Uh, what types of garlic grow in at least in some places in Michigan, or some of the so what they uh, how they farm it, but whatever. I mean, it says you want to do it before the ground freezes. So uh, <laughs> hold on a minute. You've never been to Houghton, Michigan. Does the ground ever not be frozen? Well, that's... Oh, sorry about that, guys. So, hey, if if you're listening out in Arizona, I'm sorry about that too. I didn't mean that, Joe. Joe Palmer, this the slow down. Don't be texting me or shooting me a Facebook message. I'm he sorry. Should, I know the anyway. UP is cool. <laughs> he should be doing that anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't know if they can uh, bring enough because you know beating a dead horse here and, and just you know Duluth is just happy to come on take your shot we'll clear the rebound you're not getting two shots in a row um, you know we'll just we'll, we'll get the puck into the offensive zone if we score we score if we don't we don't uh, eventually you'll make a mistake and we'll score and you know that 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 formula seems like something everybody should do, but here's why they can't do it. Some some teams don't have the horses. They're not built that way. And secondly is you got to have the mind and the discipline of Scott Sandlin to, to implement that kind of a structure. I mean, you have to get buy-in from, from everybody, uh, every line. And uh, his success as a head coach in college hockey is, uh, is really astonishing. And if people don't buy in, they're probably not going to be playing very much. Um, yeah, I get that. I just, I'd also just, you know, I, I, I happen to be around here when uh, in the mid to late nineties, watching that boring New Jersey Devils. <laughs> right snooze fest of hockey now win games devils, win playoff games win championships fan it was great but if you were a hockey fan in general you were looking for the nearest you know ice pick to gouge your eyes out or just <laughs> you know point. good point and that's what Duluth does and i get it they don't care and they shouldn't it's all about the championships, my friend. It's all okay. about the championships. And, and let me transition oh, off of that one. By the way, I just I just, the thought of dealing with you after another they win again just <laughs> gonna make me wanna freaking What's gonna be worse if Denver wins ear. or if UMD wins? I gotta think about this. <laughs> okay, no what do you Coach think Carl? Well you I just I don't wanna have to deal uh, with this. 
well you think of well you think about it i'll tell you that they transition about championships over to the eight time ncaa championship denver pioneers and this is a team completely opposite as we found out and the frozen face-off, what Denver likes to do is get up and down the ice with all four lines and have uh, good goaltending. I didn't say great. I said good goaltending and outscore you. They scored more than four and a half points a game all season long, led by junior Bobby Brink, uh, 37 games played, 14 goals, 41 assists, 55 points, the leading scorer in all of NCAA hockey. Uh, followed up by his roommate, Cole Gutman, senior, 37 games played, 18 goals, 25 assists, 43 points. And their line mate, Carter Savoy, a very close third with 35 games played, 20 goals, 22 assists, and 42 points on the season. Um, put all three of those guys in a room. Forget about being on the ice. And, man, you got some you got some, some good stuff to videotape. I wish they'd let me in their room once just to well, do what? Uh, just to do a little videotape, you know, their house or apartment or wherever they they're all living at. But, um, but then you look at at at, at what they have um, outside of that top line. You've got five other players that ended up in double digits in in, in goals. Yeah. Yeah. Four more forwards, and 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 by the way, um, as we talk about their defensemen. Uh, Shai Buyum, Andy Tuomisto, um, Sean Barons, Barons um, Mike Benning, but who's got more goals and more points than any of those other kids and gets completely overlooked. Justin Lee. Okay. I can go down the list. I, you no, want me I'm to give you all of them? Go down the list. No, I'm not asking you to freaking. <laughs> I, I do want I'm to just, throw I'm this out though. Point. Hey, this is my team. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Nobody pays attention to you anyway. The second, the second, actually the tide for first in goals on the Pioneer roster goes to Cameron Wright, the only guy they took out of the portal, the graduate student from Bowling Green. Cameron Wright played 37 games, 20 goals, 10 assists. And oh, by the way, Paul, he played with two freshmen the entire season. No, I, I I get that, but but that's my I understand that, and that was kind of me reinforcing your point, which I hate to do because, because <laughs> um, just because. Um, uh, you know, uh, okay, so so you're gonna get to your team in a minute. I do want to say, and this is to take nothing away from Magnus because it's hard when you have a very offensive team in front of you to stay focused. And, uh, and and stop everything, but he he had a fairly solid season. He his goals against and save percentage are not uh, stellar. Two point two for the goals oh, against. I thought he got better point, as the season went on. He did, and a point nine oh eight save percentage. But the shutouts, six shutouts this season, which tells you that he was paying attention um, most of the time, and uh, you know. Coach Carl told me before the start of the season that he leaned heavily on Magnus. He, in his words, he said, we had a heart-to-heart this summer about where Magnus needed to be if he was going to lead us to that national championship, that number nine national championship. So Magnus played 33 games, 24 wins, eight losses, and a tie, a 742 winning percentage. 
only allowed 71 goals all year. And as I said, six shutouts and uh, a save percentage of 0.908, which certainly isn't, uh, you know, record setting by any stretch, no. but, but solid. And that's what I told you in the beginning, solid. So here's the key before you get into your river Hawks. Uh, how, how do you combat that? Well, UMD combated it by shutting down and keeping everything wide. They wouldn't let them get to the middle. They, they tried to neutralize the speed by dropping everybody back into the defensive zone. I don't know two things. I don't know if uh, if the Riverhawks can play that style. And, oh, they don't have a choice. And number two is, I don't know if Denver hasn't watched that tape from uh, last, what was it, Friday, and have put it together and said, okay, this is how we beat that style. Because you know, for every action, there's a reaction, right? Okay, Riverhawks, come on, bring it, baby. Well, listen, um, you talk about playing a defensive style, and 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 UMass Lowell's going to have to do that. Okay, um, we had uh, UMass Lowell pretty much near the top ten most of the season. Okay, uh, they only had two double-digit goal scorers, so that tells you what they focus on. Uh, right away okay um they're gonna play defense and they will probably try to do to denver what duluth did now can they do it who knows all right uh their their number one goalie owen savory is a senior so once again you got a guy that doesn't want to stop playing okay uh a 1.89 goals against and a 9.27 save percentage um, played 28 games this year, 120. Okay. Um, you know, uh, so you have a, a guy here with some experience. You have a guy here that's um, in, in like, you know, most seniors, they don't want to stop playing. Most seniors are not going to play professional hockey. Right and 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 what better? Unless you're a senior at Arizona State, then you're going to play some form of it. Well, <laughs> you know, um, you're you're going to see guys that that you know or want you know, like I said, you you, you guys want to go out uh, on top. They only had one guy. Uh, they actually didn't have anybody in the top ten in scoring in hockey East. Their two top scorers, uh, Carl Berglund and Andre Lee, were uh, in the middle of the second ten of scoring, with 16 goals and uh, and uh, for Lee and nine goals for Berglund. So that tells you right there that they're not uh, uh, an offensively dominated team. Right, their second leading goal scorer is a freshman. All right, they had a bunch of guys. They got nine, eight, nine, eight, six, five. You know, guys like that spread it out a little bit, but those are not. That's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. Okay, uh, when you're scoring a hundred goals in 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 thirty in thirty four games, you're averaging about three goals a game. Okay, um, there's a lot of times that's not enough against Denver. 
So what do you got to do? You got to keep it down. Okay. And, and, and the fact is the matter is the pressure is going to be on their defensemen to, to, to keep Denver to the outside like Duluth does, or at least they did in the frozen faceoff. Okay. Um, they have a mixture on the back end in terms of, of, of experience. A couple of juniors, sophomore, senior, freshman. So it's all over the place. All right. And those guys are going to need to be at the top of their game. Because we know that Denver is going to come at them basically at home. And the entire game. And they might be out there now getting ready for 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 practice and, and and preparing for their game against Denver, but you know as well as I do okay, uh, that that first game you play at that altitude, it takes you a half a period to figure it out, maybe a whole period to figure it out in terms of, wow, we can't really can't play 45 second shifts. We have to play 30. Yeah, that's a great point, and that that goes into effect for the other two teams too. Uh, Minnesota yeah, they're playing against been each here. other. Yeah, yeah. As and I think Denver. I think the other thing with altitude is um, it, it it gets you right away, but you feel it at the end in the third period when you can't quite get to that loose puck when you can't quite get back to defend like you did in the first period. That's when it starts to gang up on you. And uh, I saw that multiple times with teams that came into Denver this year and Colorado College, for that matter. There were teams that, that really battled that, and that's, uh, that's not just a, a myth. It's real, and uh, we'll find out what happens. So, so anyway, that's a good breakdown. Good job, Paul. You, uh, you sounded like you knew those teams like the back of your hand. Well, you know, can I say <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to give you the two tough ones, but you did a great no, job with full it. Of crap, you just, <laughs> it wasn't. No, listen, it is what it is. Um, some of these statements I made are not exactly uh, top secret. Yeah, no. Well, there's not a lot of top secret stuff going around here right now. It's a matter of who executes, and usually you're you're a number one or number two seed because your your talent level is is just better than other teams uh they're better than the threes and fours that doesn't mean the threes and fours can't win in a one and done but it means that you probably have more talent and more depth and that's usually what wins out in the national tournament unless there's a freakish upset which i'm not going to say can't happen so let's basically and by the way this is a team in umass lowell that did that never lost more than two games in a row all season and let me tell you, Norm Basin is a heck of a coach. Uh, I had a chance to visit with him a couple of years ago when he he uh, came out to play Arizona State at beautiful Oceanside Ice Arena, which will be no more. Uh, that's another topic for another day. Um, but Norm Basin is a fantastic coach, and I know he has the respect around college hockey like uh, hardly anyone else has. I mean, Coach Powers tells me that all the time. You want to talk to somebody that knows college hockey, talk to Norm Basin. So... Um, it's not going to be the coaching that's going to let him down. That's for sure. No, but uh, your coach can't play. 
he can't make sure that the guys stay in their lanes. He can't make sure. Yeah. That, Good point. That, that that guys don't overshoot a pass or or turn the puck over in the neutral zone, and you can't do that against Denver. That's just like giving them a goal. You just okay. can't do it. So we, we got the Loveland down pretty deep, and the reason for that is, of course, the, the one team that's left in our coverage area are the Denver Pioneers, and that's why we do that. Um, so we got three more seeds to quickly – or uh, regionals to quickly talk about. Um, let's start with Albany. Minnesota State, the number one seed. North Dakota, the number two seed. Notre Dame, the number three seed. Harvard, the number four. How do you see that playing out, Paul Hornstein? Well, uh, as – we tried to say it last night, and I don't remember if I said it on Sunday. I probably did. But that's the group of death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you've said it from the start. As soon as you saw the pairing Sunday night, you said, I think Minnesota State got screwed. I, I really do. I mean, it's hard to not think that. Um, they're coming in against uh, and playing a, a very hot Harvard team. Um, and we know Ted Donato always has that team ready to go. Okay. Um, you know, they, uh, they said a lot of the teams in the East, they started slow, especially the Ivies. They didn't play it all last year. Yeah, it took them some time to get uh, their skates under them, if you will. Uh, Notre Dame coming in, playing pretty well also, and they get North Dakota. Uh, your thoughts on that one? Man, uh, you're talking about uh, a team that wants to grind you in Notre Dame and a team in North Dakota that's not afraid to grind it out with you. Uh, I, I think sometimes they get overlooked for being able to do that because usually when you look at the roster and have all those draft picks, it comes across that they play a, a lot of times a, a different style than they actually do. Um, if I yeah, we know one thing with North Dakota. Uh, Clevin is back. He was out, as uh, Jordan so astutely told us, uh, due to his three uh, uh, game misconducts yeah. um, during the season. So he had to miss that first game of the frozen faceoff, and, of course, they lost – so he didn't get a chance to play a second game. So he'll be back. He'll be chomping at the bit. He is a big boy and a very talented defenseman. And if they get their man, Jake Sanderson, back, look out. Because he's the one, Paul, that not only is great on the defensive end, but he's the one that gets the rush started, gets the guys going. And that's what North Dakota likes to use, speed. And they use a lot of Jake Sanderson's talent to get that speed started. Well, here's the the one thing I will give Notre Dame as an edge going into this game. Um, a little bit more tournament experience. Uh, a, a bit more of an experienced team than North Dakota. They've had guys that have played in the NCAA tournament before. This year. <laughs> because North Dakota certainly has the experience overall. Well, I'm well. This year, but like if you look at Notre Dame's roster, there's there's lots of right. juniors and seniors. Right. North yep. Dakota has a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So then, then you look at the, it goes to the coaching so in my regards. Be, they're not going to be intimidated by no. North, North Dakota. 
No, but it goes to the coaching, and Bradbury is one of the best. One coach of the year in the NCHC again for the third straight time. Um, so expect him to have a game plan that will uh, offset Notre Dame's uh, ideas. But anyway, let's uh, let's jump over to Worcester. Am I close? Worcester. Worcester? Yeah, Worcester. Ah, I'm getting closer. I keep practicing all day long, every day. Eight and a half hours in the car, I was saying, Worcester, Worcester. Yeah, sure, that's what you were yeah. saying. Anyway, um, number one seed, Western Michigan. Uh, the angry number two, Minnesota Golden Gophers, who thought they should be the number one seed. Um, the defending champions, UMass and Northeastern, who just snuck in. Um, I know other they maroon, won their other maroon and gold team win the last game. And maybe you would have been a number one. Oh, oh, ouch. No, ouch. That one hurt. Number one seed. That one hurt. Okay. So, uh, how do you think that plays out? Western and Northeastern, Minnesota Duluth and the defending champions. Well, here's... I mean, sorry, Minnesota and the defending champions. Keep that Duluth part out. Um, the, the odd situation here is the, Three and four seeds are basically the home teams. Yeah. So so who got screwed in this one? <laughs> well, listen, you knew that they were going to stick some Massachusetts team in that regional. Had to, almost. I mean, just about. I mean, it worked out that you didn't have to really switch anybody around to get one of the – Massachusetts, the Massachusetts teams in that building, but they ended up with two. Yeah. So this won't be a. This will probably not be a situation where um, the building will be empty for the other game. Right. Yeah. Good point. So. Good point. So, what uh, your thoughts on that one? Can Western hold on as the number one seed and win it, advance to the uh, Frozen Four? No, they can't. Well, See, that's what Pat Fershweiler wanted to hear. Yeah. You're he welcome, wanted... Pat. Send him the check, baby. Send him the check because... Um... I'm getting so many checks from him that I may be able to finally go to the Frozen Four. Maybe. But, I mean, <laughs> listen. Once again, you're talking about UMass defending champs, right? Um, that other maroon and gold team that's loaded with talent and draft picks. But we don't know, honestly... At this point, how the even though he's played well, how the goalie's going to play? Justin Close. Okay, you know, um, I don't believe he has any NCAA tournament experience. Okay, um, but he's had a good second half of the season. Okay, um, we know well, Devin I can, Levi. I, I can tell you one thing, Paul. If the Gophers lose, who's going to be the scapegoat? Um. Depends on how they lose. That goaltender, that that goaltender that left them high and dry. Oh, that's well, going to be the scapegoat, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'll quit um, picking on my home state team. Um, we got to jump quickly because we've okay. got one more region and we're running out of time. So, um, your favorite city I heard to have a regional at is Allentown. Hey, it's got sentimental right? memories. It's got sentimental memories, man. Okay, good. So in Allentown, First time I was ever at an NCAA. Yeah, how could you possibly forget it? And and your Arizona State Sun Devils almost narrowly got by Quinnipiac. It was a battle to the very end. Anyway, that's for another show. Um, Allentown, the number one overall seed, Michigan Wolverines. 
the Quinnipiac Bobcats, number two, the St. Cloud State Huskies, number three, and the American International, whatever they are. Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah, Yellow Jackets. I just said that for Bryant to see if he'd send me a text. He, oh, he's probably going to send you a send nasty me some, text. Send me something, Bryant. I want to know you're still listening. Anyway. He's going to send you a nasty text. <laughs> well, between him and uh, uh, Baega, Baegra, Baegra, not Baegra, Baegra, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Elijah Baraga. Yeah. 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 Good one. Easy. Nice. I just call him easy. Yeah, anyway, okay. number one versus four, two versus three. What you say, Paul Hornstein? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm rooting for AIC. I, 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 not going to lie. Um, Chris Mayon, are you listening? I cannot root for the the team they're playing. Can't do it. As much as I like some of the players on their team, I can't root for them. Mostly because of what, Paul? Um, mostly because of safety and protocol, health concerns. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're rooting for Qu- for American International to beat Michigan. What do you think about Quinnipiac and St. Cloud State? I think that one might be the game of the tournament uh, of the regionals be. because be. I, I think St. Cloud State just hasn't played to their potential. And if they put it together, our man uh, Nick Maxson is going to be a happy man if he gets to go to the Frozen Four to see St. Cloud State again. Well, listen, um, you know, St. Cloud's got a lot of guys back. Uh, they haven't played as well as I think they everybody thought they were going to play. And that's a relative term, of course, because expectations were very high. Uh, Quinnipiac just kind of just motored along and motored along and people got upset that I had them in the top five. They only lost six games all year. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with Quinnipiac is they got a great goaltender. They got a lot of talent. Like, you're right. They only lost six teams. I think they're they the only, what, one of, one of two teams to win more than 30 games this year. Uh, yeah, it's possible. I don't. I, I, they won thirty-one games. So. Yeah, I know Minnesota State won thirty-five and Quinnipiac won thirty-one. There might have been another team, but I doubt Maybe. it. But um, so they have to get some credit at some point, right? Right. Absolutely. That the problem with it is, and the reason they don't get the credit of the rest of them is they strictly don't play enough of a tough schedule. Uh, it, it, it does not match BC, the NCHC, and it does not match the Big Ten. Horse I will. I will sit here and say. Their non-conference schedule, D.C., Northeastern, North Dakota. Okay. Oh, no, no. I didn't say non-conference. I'm talking about their conference you where they Clarkson, rack up points. You mean Clarkson and Union and Colgate and Cornell? Uh, no. Sorry, those, those are not North Dakota, UMD, Denver, not. Western but, Michigan, but, Colorado College, St. Cloud State. And, you're, you're 31 and 6. That's not an accident. No, but it, uh, it it's an easier path, so to speak. If you're if it's an easier path, uh, you, you you okay. What I'm trying to say is, I guess I'm not sure that they're battle tested, or as you like to say, NCAA experience. Um, are they battle tested? Um, of course, Rand Pecknold is a fantastic coach, and he'll have them ready. And uh, I I, th- I just think that's the best game of the regionals, all of them. Well, it could be. Uh, I. I 
it, it, it definitely could be. Um, like I said, there's no real... Like, there's no real dark horse. I mean, is AIC a dark horse? Of course they are. But are they one of those really, you know, dark, dark, um, look out for them because nobody's paying attention to them, kind of? Well, what you're saying is they, they're they not the same dark horse as, say, an Army or an Air Force that they right. got in that spot. Right. So. I mean, yeah, I, I think in... Everybody we've had on, Paul, has told us the same thing. I think this is the deepest NCAA tournament uh, field ever. And uh, I think to, I think from 1 to, to 16, uh, every team it has a legitimate shot of winning some games. I think there's a few that have a legitimate shot of winning the whole thing. And uh, we'll see what happens. It all gets started Thursday. Do you want to give us a quick rundown, if you have it in front of you, of uh, who's playing first, what day, and – all that good stuff. Do you I have that still? The schedule here. Yes, it's right here. All right. Start See, I knew you're prepared. I knew you were prepared. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and do that, and we'll uh, get ready to wrap it up. All right. Schedule is reads like this: Thursday at noon for Minnesota State and Harvard. Uh, Thursday at three. All Eastern times, by the way. Yes, yeah, so all Eastern times. I don't care about the other time zones. I don't live in those. <laughs> you're the one with the time. They don't zones. care about you either. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, but you know that's the way they base the schedule. Um. Your Bulldogs playing Michigan Tech at 3 o'clock on Thursday. Um, the 6 o'clock Eastern Time game uh, is uh, Eddie Christian's Sioux against Notre Dame. And fighting Sioux, though. Get the spirit out. Fighting Sioux. Um, well, they don't say let's go fighting Sioux with the games. I'm just saying. Sometimes they do. They say Sioux also, but sometimes they say let's and go the, fighting Sioux. Yeah. The last game which apparently will be on, and I don't know how you're going to work this, um, Thursday night, 9 o'clock, Eastern Time, the Pioneers of Denver hosting UMass Lowell. So I don't know how you're going to do that. How do you think I'm going to do that? It's 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah. No, you're going to be at the game, but I don't know how you're going to have a podcast. At Afterwards. You just you just will be sleeping. You That you have are correct. <laughs> I will not be awake. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know who you will have on as a as a replacement. But... <laughs> I'll be talking to myself anyway. Well, you're not going to do it for a half an hour. Okay, go ahead. Friday. All right. Friday at noon, Western against Northeastern. Uh, Friday at three. Uh, AIC will play uh, the number one seed. Uh, <laughs> not Michigan. Uh, oh yeah, is that what they? Is that what they? Yeah. Okay. Um, six o'clock on Friday. Uh, that other maroon and gold team against the defending champion UMass. And the last game on Friday, uh, which starts uh, at eight o'clock, is uh, Quinnipiac against St. Cloud, the national runner-up from a year ago. Very good, my friend. And uh, for all of you in the uh... Southwest that really want to know when these games are one o'clock mountain time is when Minnesota Duluth will take on Michigan tech and seven o'clock mountain time is when Denver uh, will take on the uh, boys from UMass Lowell, the yeah. river Hawks, whatever out here at the, at uh, the Budweiser event center in Loveland, Colorado. Yeah. 
Okay, that's a wrap. We've got it all covered for you. Uh, we will have podcasts. We will have tweets. We will have some Instagram lives. I'll be doing a bunch of stuff from Loveland. Uh, as far as the other uh, uh, three regionals, we'll keep tabs on those as well for you. And you will know by the end of the weekend who the final four teams are to get into the Frozen Four at TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Take it away, my friend. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf, our one-of-a-kind experiences bring your gatherings to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor areas since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and nchc.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts. The NCHC has it, and nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Black Bear Diners, whether it's our Friday fish fry or the prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And by M-Drive. Refind your drive and don't let age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW, all one word, podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend, and watch out for your mortgage to start going up because the uh, the king of Vegas, Mr. Bill Foley, is not a happy man. Marc-Andre Fleury nice. traded from Chicago to Minnesota. His team loses again tonight. They lost to Minnesota last night. Tonight they just got shut out by the Winnipeg Jets for nothing. They've got more money uh, on the LITR. Is that what it is? Uh, the the LTIR um, than any team in uh, all of hockey. Um, It's ugly in Vegas, folks. It's ugly right now. They're fourth in the West. They are on the verge of not making the playoffs. That's my NHL update for you. We'll say goodnight with Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.